Today's New Testament reading is from Romans, the 15th chapter. We who are strong have an obligation to bear with the failings of the weak and not to please ourselves. Let each of us please his neighbor for his good to build him up. For Christ did not please himself, but as it is written, the reproaches of those who reproached you fell on me. For whatever was written in former days was written for our instruction, that through endurance and through the encouragement of the Scriptures we might have hope. May the God of endurance and encouragement grant you to live in such harmony with one another, in accord with Christ Jesus, that together you may with one voice glorify the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. Therefore, Welcome one another as Christ has welcomed you for the glory of God. For I tell you that Christ became a servant to the circumcised to show God's truthfulness in order to confirm the promises given to the patriarchs and in order that the Gentiles might glorify God for his mercy. As it is written, Therefore I will praise you among the Gentiles and sing to your name. And again it is said, Rejoice, O Gentiles, with his people. And again, Praise the Lord, all you Gentiles, and let all the peoples extol him. And again Isaiah says, The root of Jesse will come, even he who arises to rule the Gentiles. In him will the Gentiles hope. May the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace in believing, so that by the power of the Holy Spirit, you may abound in hope. This is the word of the Lord. For today's meditation on God's word, we welcome Pastor Jonathan Walla. Grace, mercy, and peace to you from God our Father and from our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. These verses from the beginning of Romans 15 bring to a close a portion of Paul's letter that has dealt with a great divide in the church a divide between those he calls the strong and the weak. The weak are stuck in a certain amount of legalism, judging themselves and others by their performance according to the law, thinking that they need to continue keeping that law. The strong have come to the correct conclusion that God's grace in Jesus is enough and that those laws and rituals that, for the Jews at least, had been necessary their whole lives are not required anymore. Paul identifies himself alongside the strong ones. And to be strong or weak is not a question of Jew or Gentile, but rather it is a matter of the conscience. And what makes you strong is to have your conscience so healed and softened by the gospel that you have peace and comfort in Christ. But Paul does say that these strong ones have an obligation. They are not just to begrudgingly tolerate but to bear with the weak, not with eye rolls and heavy sighs of annoyance, but with the goal of pleasing their neighbor and building him up. At all costs, they are to avoid flaunting their freedom and thus causing offense, but instead they are to hold before them Christ Jesus our Lord, the one whose sacrificial taking on of our weaknesses and bearing of our diseases has brought forgiveness, life, and salvation. Yes, Paul uses the gospel contained in the Old Testament scriptures 
as well as now in the New Testament too, as the means by which the strong will care for the weak. In telling the strong to bear with the weak, to please them, to welcome them, Paul is not somehow suggesting that he and other Christians who have experienced this full comfort of the gospel should change their confession or give up sound doctrine. This is not a call to tuck away those challenging parts of Scripture or even just to put up with the weak with no action. No, Paul is, is calling for an Emmaus Road reenactment, that the strong would come alongside the weak, open up Scriptures with them, and see how all of those Old Testament laws were all pointing to Christ, that all that was written in former days points to and is fulfilled in Christ's suffering, death, and resurrection for all people, for you. That Christ is the end of the law for you. That by his blood shed, all has been paid. That he has delivered his righteousness to you. That you are forgiven. But when, in fighting with sin, your conscience still plagues you, or you worry that somehow you've exhausted God's forgiveness, then you need to hear someone proclaim the strong word of Christ to you. And this is why we gather in divine service that through endurance and through the encouragement of the scriptures, we might have hope. And so we join together in one body to hear the word of Christ crucified and risen for you. It was delivered to you in your baptism. It's announced in the absolution and it is placed into your hands in the supper. This is where unity in the church comes from. By the power of the Holy Spirit, working through the encouragement of the scriptures, announcing that Christ has taken all judgments, all reproaches on himself, and that he has welcomed you. And Paul is confident, and you and I can be too, that the God of endurance and encouragement will, by this gospel, so strengthen you in faith that you may stand with a good conscience, waiting for the full realization of your faith, that is, the resurrection of the body, and life everlasting. In Jesus' name, amen. Now may the peace of God, which surpasses all human understanding, guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus our Lord to life everlasting. Amen.